Welcome back to the Sid Mini World Podcast, everyone. My name is Dwayne, and today we have another episode of the Box Office Beatdown Show with myself and my co-host from the thirstiest channel on YouTube, Chili Boy Productions, Larry hey. Chilson himself. How you doing? Ooh, talk, talking about thirsty, we got maybe one of the sexiest movie cast ensembles of all time this weekend. Mm-hmm. I know. Oh, right. oh Lord. Listen, this is a this is gonna be a great episode. You know what I'm saying? Ooh, ooh. This is going to be a great episode. Because <laughs> I have had to hear for months that a certain movie wasn't gonna make a dime. They said it wasn't gonna make t- 20 million. Larry said 15 million. <laughs> Folks said 25. Folks said less than than the the the, the suicide squad. Folks said audiences aren't going to flock to this movie. Ah. Anyway, everyone, we are talking about the box office for the weekend of October 22nd. And we had the opening releases of Dune, Ron's Gone Wrong, and The French Dispatch. Larry, take it away. What came in at number one? Give me the good news, Larry. <laughs> Coming in at number one is Dune, which made $40.1 million in its opening weekend here in the domestic box office. Uh, since it has released sporadically over the last couple of weeks, nationwide or international, sorry, it has now made $180.6 million outside of the U.S. to date delivering a worldwide total of $220.7 million. This does mark the highest opening for director Denis Villeneuve, as well as the highest opening for Warner Brothers while doing the Warner Brothers HBO Max dual release. Ah, man. It's fantastic. That worldwide number, I'm super excited to see. It already surpassed its budget. Mm-hmm. Yes. I believe the budget was like, what, 166 I 165 I think. Okay. 166 yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm really happy about this number. It cut right into the middle of you and I's prediction. You which went 30. I was kind of like crazy. hoping. I was hoping. Yeah. I was like, okay, maybe. So we both look just as crazy. If it comes mm-hmm. in right in the middle of us, that'll be good. <laughs> yeah, I, I was like, I knew I was going a little bit too high with my 50, but I was like, if it can get just get like 40 to 45, I would have yeah. been happy. I wouldn't have been happy no, with 35. I, I If it would have did like four, I said 40 to 45, just give me that. Because it was just getting crazy. I was, all of my, the Boston theaters were sold out. IMAX theaters, which is never really a sold out theater, unless it's like Avengers. IMAX was sold out, so everyone. It's like weird. Like I saw like nine million of this number was IMAX theaters. I was to say it has a really high IMAX number, and I which I is can crazy see why to too. Me. Because even in the theater I went to see it in yesterday, the IMAX was near sold out. I think people mm-hmm. were going to go watch it in IMAX. You know, yes, like I think people yes. were like, if I'm going to go see this in the movies, I'm going to go watch it in IMAX. It looks like that kind of movie. And I think that really helped. Uh, and it got an A minus cinema score, which is really strong. I was a little bit worried about that cinema score, too. <laughs> yeah. But the people who went and watched it, Really liked it, so it's gotten. A I really told good you, score, my uh, audience-wise, I saw a lot of people saying that they had applauses. My my first 
I went Thursday. I went I went two times this weekend. I went on Friday and I went Thursday in IMAX and the IMAX theater went into applause at the end. Even with the abrupt ending, everyone applauded. I was like, okay, cool. Um I went I went again in Dolby on Friday. It wasn't as crowded because it was like it was like three in the afternoon, which is kind of like a kind of a dead period when it comes to movies. Cause theaters don't start getting crowded. Cause like it the theater got crowded when my mom and I left on Friday. You know, when we were leaving, that's when it started getting crowded. So that's probably for the six o'clock, seven o'clock screenings of it and stuff. Um, but the theaters, it was like as it was as if a subpar MCU movie was in theaters. You know what I mean? Like not like a I won't say like a like a Spider-Man or like Avengers, but like like a um like a I don't know guardians kind you know what i mean yeah, like uh yeah. it, it kind of that's how it felt like in a theater or like a black widow or like a captain america before civil war but like that's how the theater felt um when when i was like going when i went thursday and friday so i was really happy to see that so i was just like with this i did not see the same amount of activity when i went to go see birds of prey and when i went to go see um the suicide squad i saw i was like it cannot do i i has to do at least in the 40s and i was like it yeah. it there's no way this movie's gonna do like 20 with all these people and all i'm hearing not just the boston theaters were sold out a lot of a lot of um states were sold out and i don't know why but i mean great to me yeah um what do you think is what did you think now we kind of get into the strategic the strategic marketing of the movie what do you think went into people wanting to come out and see it um i really think that it just i don't know it's one of those movies kind of like what happened with godzilla vs kong to me Mm -hmm. where when you saw those trailers it really felt like one of those movies that you want to make the trip for um, yeah, yeah. right from the get go. So, and even though I, you know, Godzilla vs. Kong did do really well on HBO max as well. And I think Dune probably will too, to be honest. Um, mm-hmm. It just gave off that feeling of like, okay, if you want to watch it at all, you're going to want to go watch it out in at a theater. movie theater. And we saw it work then. I think we saw it work here. Um, yeah. It also, I think does work because it does give off a little bit of, you know, a space adventure vibe in those trailers. It's kind of my grandma was thinking space action movie. She still liked the film, even though that's not really what it was. But um, my mom as well. My mom, my mom is like not a stickler when it she's not a she's a casual moviegoer, but she's not like, oh, it has to be action heavy. Um, She likes like she she watches slow things all the time. You know what I mean? So yeah. she liked it too. So yeah, yeah. My theater seemed to really enjoy it coming out. People were taking pictures out by the like little poster thing. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's always like oh, okay. People must have liked what they saw or yeah, excited yeah. to go in. I guess. Um, yeah. So I think that really did it. Of course, the the cast is really well known across the board. Yeah, we've been talking about the the ladies specifically. Yeah, Love Jason sure, Momoa. Man. There was a lot um, of young women at my at my screening yes. on Thursday. A lot, and they also love Zendaya. Uh, yep. Both everybody loves Zendaya. All age, all young folks, uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> girls and boys, no matter who you're attracted to, you love her. Yep. Um, and like we said, I I don't know that he's a box office draw, but Oscar Isaac certainly has made a lot of buzz this fall, mm-hmm. uh, one way or the next. <laughs> 
that's another thing is Oscar Isaac with Rebecca Ferguson with Jessica Chastain. Jason I mean, what, I mean, what he's yeah. been doing on these red carpets has gone into like just regular news cycles of like Oscar Isaac on yeah. the cycle. Um, so I think a lot of it is just getting that that buzz, at least awareness out there. And they put what was also smart about the marketing, all the actions that they show, they put Jason Momoa at the forefront. So the hallway scenes, the uh, the scene where he's fighting the holographic people or whatever, when he's in the shirt and stuff like that. Just so they put him a lot in the marketing a lot, which is a very smart play because you get the idea that, oh, Jason Momoa is like a, it's, a, it's an action movie or Star Wars kind of movie with Jason Momoa in it. I also saw a lot of TV spots this week yes. um a lot of tv spots saying the next the next star wars and lord of the rings is here you know what i yeah. mean which is this is how i wanted them this is how i wanted them to market it even though it's not what people it's not what people would have gotten when they went into it the cinema store was still really good i'm surprised about the cinema say, store. people aren't mad so yeah it's not so, it's not like a24 a24 Oh, for uh, sure. How they market, because they do something similar, is to where they market their films like it's a straight up horror film. Like it's and a And then horror... you get in there and it's kind of a tense drama. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> like like in the, what is the of, movie? The and people loves. get mad and people get real mad when they leave that yep. theater, partially because I think horror fans. If you say something's a horror movie and you go in there and it's not, I think they get pissed. Uh, yeah. But <laughs> what was the uh, uh, movie that um that uh, Hannah loves in the? What it is it? It comes at night. It comes at night. That that trailer is great, but it's a horror trailer and yeah, it ain't that. that. Trailer, and the same that trailer thing for Hereditary. Is a lie. That trailer is a lie. <laughs> and it's the, uh, Lamb same thing. is also a lie. It's the same thing for Hereditary as well, too. Hereditary's trailer is like nuts and whatnot, yeah. but, oh, but Hereditary this, gets really horror-ish towards the end. But yeah, this I also don't think is a complete lie. Like I feel like those are damn near just a flat-out lie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this I don't think is a flat-out lie. It's just a little bit skewed, you know, more in the sense because yeah. it could be a Star Wars type of thing. It's just not as action-y, but it still is mm-hmm. a space epic. Like, you're getting the right genre when you go in there of what you're expecting. Uh, but they've been heavily marketing toward the NFL, I've noticed. So, yeah. like, at the Broncos they, game on Thursday, and, but last couple of weeks, they've really been showing it. They don't know how to say Denis Villeneuve's name, but, yeah, you know. Yeah. And with the marketing, like, what I am what I mean by, like, the strategic marketing, in the trailers, you don't see any kind of downtime like as far as like the uh, the TV spots, it's all the epic parts of the movie: the worm, the the spaceships, the little like the little dragonfly looking spaceships. The uh, you know yeah. what I mean. The scale of the movie is what's marketed, and I think with you, I think if I, I was like, as long as they market the scale, the sci fi ness of the movie and the and the stars in the movie, then I think they could they could have had a they 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 could have had a really good weekend, and they did. I thought I think this is I think this is one of the rare movies they should have took out the HBO Max thing. Um, yeah, I, I mean, think I this agree. is just one of those rare movies they should have just not did the the, the uh, HBO Max thing. Just just we want to give we want you know we want to if you can try to see it where it's you know where where it was like uh, where it's where it's intended to be watched on a massive screen. Um, I think they could have pulled out like fifty million with this movie, um, you know. But I mean I I think forty million. 220 worldwide right now. I think that's really, really solid 
for and what people the, was gonna was what people was gonna just call a downright flop, you know, when it yeah, was when it and was I think the out. long range forecast after this weekend is now for Dune to end up somewhere in the four hundred to four hundred and fifty dollar range mm-hmm. uh worldwide by the end of its run. I think when you have that plus add in whatever the HBO Max numbers are gonna end up being, I think that's enough. I think it's enough to give Maybe. us Dune two. Oh, go ahead. Hello? Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh. You're good. You're good. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, yeah, I think 400 to 450 plus HBO streaming numbers is definitely enough to get this yeah. part two for this film. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I think this is, I think it's a solid weekend. I am nervous about the fact that it's going to be on HBO Max next week about the second weekend drop. Um, but I think this is all Warner Brothers kind of needs to see to just, okay, you know, we'll do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. We'll, yeah, we'll do it. Bigger than Blade one. Runner. It's bigger than Blade Runner. It's bigger than the Suicide Squad that came out this year. It's their biggest HBO Max pandemic opening. Um, mm-hmm. I think this is all good signs for a sequel. Um, you know, so hopefully they get right into the production because I think without HBO Max and with with the with the right amount of marketing again, marketing these stars, you're not gonna have the same amount of stars in the next one, but you still have the two important ones. Um, you know what I mean? So I think marketing it around that again. And and Denis is talking about how it's going to be more action heavy. So I think you have all that in the next film, and it'll do it'll do well again. Um, yeah, and that's the thing is you mentioned Jason Momoa. He was pretty prominent, as was Zendaya, in comparison yeah. to maybe their roles in the film. So it definitely was strategic to put them. They were yeah. very heavily in marketing, and um, obviously it was a smart move. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I think, I think, and I usually don't like like marketing like that. But I, I, I wanted this movie. I wanted this to be like a movie that really exceed, succeeded and stuff. You know, we don't have a lot of movies like this anymore. We don't get them a lot anymore because the Hollywood thinks that you know these movies don't work when it's not like a, a, a comic book movie, like you know, or like Star Wars and stuff like that. Um, those are already established, so they can do a kajillion of those, and they'll be fine. And uh, movies like this are very rare, and I would love to see it get completed. You know, so yeah, um, I'm super happy. Woo-hoo. I'm super happy with uh, Dune's opening. I'm very, very pumped to go see. I want to see it one more time in IMAX before it yes, leaves theaters. I, um, I should. I need to go see in IMAX. It's all obviously yeah. on HBO Max for my reaction, and then I yeah. watched it in Dolby. Uh, after mm. Dwayne told me not to, <laughs> Lord, Lord, Lord. <laughs> but I do want to go watch it in like actual IMAX. <laughs> yeah, that score is riveting. But oh my god, I don't know. My I was like, dude, this is loud. Like, but um, listen, IMAX had just has just the just the right amount of you know speakers and the screen. What I love about when movies are filmed with IMAX cameras is that I love when like the whole screen is like full. Um, I yeah. hate widescreen, and I know most movies do it, but yeah. when that whole thing is like full, it's just such a feeling. So yeah. seeing it Thursday night, like in IMAX first, like the first time seeing it was just fantastic, you know. Um, and I want to see it one more time in IMAX before it leaves. I I watched it again on HBO Max this morning, and I was like, this is still great, but it's it's not IMAX. It's not like the theater, you know. Um, I have a pretty I have a pretty big TV, but it was still I was still like you know. And this I, I something this. I know people are making fun. See, uh, I mean, I understand. Look, I'm not part of you. Don't. Don't watch it if you don't watch it in theater. I'm not that that ham. I understand where we are in the world. People got to do what they got to do. However, when people say stuff like, 
watching it at home is just not the same. I'm sorry, it's the truth. <laughs> it's it, the it truth. Is, I'm it sorry. Is, it is. Uh, for a film like this, it makes a market a difference. And I saw somebody making the point that at home, we were talking about this during the pandemic. I found myself just, I don't focus as well when I'm at home, no matter what I do. It's like true. Even if yeah. I try my best and I still cannot focus or get immersed to the level. When I'm in a movie theater or you in general are in a movie theater and you're a decent human being, at least... You just, mm-hmm. it, it's impossible not to get immersed into what it is that you're Agreed. there Agreed. for. And a film like this greatly benefits from that. Because yeah. as you're moving along, this is a movie that I think probably while you're on HBO Max, you start bopping around. You start kind of... It's true. That's what happened this or, morning. Or this cleaning morning, that or, you know, picking stuff this, up around the house. Like this morning when it was going, I, and it was like when, when, when there's like a part where like the score kind of kicks in, it's, it's a little bit of a montage when like Timmy is like walking on some, you know, when, you know, you, you know that that first still that we got for the movie oh, when yeah, it's yeah. like he's in all black and like the spaceships that Before part I got leave, yeah. I got up and I grabbed the drink you know what I mean like I'm yeah. I'm doing all this stuff so I agree like when I was in IMAX the people I saw nobody leave the theater maybe like one person got up to use the bathroom but everyone was still and everyone everyone was dived in like I kept looking at I kept looking at my mom when I'm in the theater with my mom I was to see her reactions so I kept looking at her and sometimes was, depending on the movie show like She's kind of like, oh, you know what I mean. You can kind of, you yeah. can kind of tell when someone's like that. But she was just focused this entire movie. She's watching it, and that's just how the movie makes you feel. It just makes you feel like you're learning so much about something, you know, when it yeah. comes to this, this, this massive world. So, um, I think it was. I think it, I just think with all of that, it's a huge success. And props to Denis Villeneuve for for trying to gauge with that uh, general audience who who normally would like would shit on a movie like this. You know what I mean? But yeah. it seems like they really didn't. And I think, you know, Blade Runner 2049 was a good test run maybe for him. Mm-hmm. Cause I don't know that he quite got there with that. Cause us mm-hmm. cinephiles, we loved it. I mean, we ate that Blade Runner up. Like, let's be mm-hmm. real. But you know, not a whole lot of other people outside of us went and watched it at all. Nevertheless. So I think it was a good maybe stepping stone of getting into these huge movies and finding a way to get outsiders in. He kind of did with Arrival too, like both of his last couple movies. Uh, But I don't think Arrival would have done what it did without the awards season it had. Mm -hmm. Um, So now that he's really doing these big kind of sci-fi movies, um, I don't know. I'm glad to see that people are liking it. That was my next big concern. Yeah. Uh, so I hope it holds well. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I hope it does too. I think it would have it would have held well in a month like December. I'm still upset about this October date, but I'll get over it. Yeah, this is we'll a good see. number, well, especially with what we have coming out next week. Uh, they're much more what in is season. Next week? Um, Last night in Soho and Antlers. Uh, oh, I don't think they. I don't think they. Don't, they gonna do a dime, uh, quite frank. Uh, no, I think, I think last night the in Halloween Soho. weekend. I know, but antlers. What, what antlers going to do? Ain't nobody, I mean, ain't nobody worried about it's not going to do like a big number, but I don't know. They give off those horror vibes, and same thing. They're marketing last night in Soho as like a kind of horror okay, mystery. Okay, I think. Okay, well, I think 
we'll get into the, we'll get into okay. the end. Uh, but all right, let's get into this. Oof. Let's Oof. get number two. Speaking of horror, <laughs> uh, it was a horror story for the big horror film of oh, nice. 2021. Halloween Kills comes in at number two with $14.5 million in its second week of release. That is a massive 70.7% drop in its second weekend. That brings the latest Halloween film up to $73.1 million domestic and $90.9 million worldwide, though it only costs $20 million to make. So, I think people really have to stop sleeping on that day and date release in the second mm-hmm. weekend. Yeah. This always happens with the day and date release. The second weekend just plummets. And that's why I'm a little nervous for Dune next week. Yeah. But the, the day-to-day release movies, the second weekend, they all drop like 50 to like 60-something percent. This is a yeah. 70% drop. Um, It's still like the hot... And, this, and I was nervous for Dune. I was like, second weekend of Halloween Kills? I don't know, but... It dropped heavy uh, in this weekend. I don't know what happened. They didn't lose any theaters. They gained Gained. 22 theaters. So I don't know what happened here. My theory is that word of mouth and reviews were negative enough that deterred people that would have seen it in the theater to just watch it on Peacock. That's, That's my idea is that people were like, oh, it's uh, I'm not hearing great things. Let's just watch it at home instead of going mm-hmm. and watching it at theater. Like, yeah. and that's the, that's, that's the risk you take with these day and date releases is, um, people are like, well, I'll just watch it at home. Then I'm not going to waste my time and money and go to the movie theater to see it. If I can just watch it here, I already paid for the subscription. So let's watch it. You know, I agree. <sighs> I just think that's what happens when you will like, Oh, do I want to go see the movie again? Oh no, it's an HBO max. I mean, like, cause literally me today, I was like, man, I would love to go see Dune in the theaters again. But I was like, I have a busy kind of day here. Let me just put it on HBO Max. And I think I, I don't, I don't think these studios can sleep on that kind of mentality. When like, oh, you know, I'm home. It's it Halloween Kills. I still haven't seen it. Let me just put it on HBO. Let me just put it on Peacock. And it's you know what I mean. And Peacock is not expensive. It's like five dollars for the premium. Yeah. Um. I really do think these day and day releases have to reconsider. I mean, luckily we're at the we're at the tail end of them, at least with HBO Max. I think it's done in 2020, 2022. But uh I just think it takes a huge chunk out of your your box office totals because if if this was I I feel like personally to me, if this was not on Peacock, I think this would come in at like a fifty five percent drop rather than a sixty. Yeah, at least maybe around doom, sixty, you know. Yeah, like maybe, maybe like the Yeah, go ahead. No, yeah, I was saying, I think at the least 60, you know, like, mm. because when they're not, you know, horror, we, we do talk about this as well. Horror films tend to have b- bigger drops than yeah. some other genres. That's true. So, but, uh, yeah, we we talked about it with In the Heights earlier this season and how HBO Max really killed any sort of legs that film could have had. Because when you look at musicals specifically, people, yeah. they want to hear those songs again. They run out. They, they'll they go watch it a million times. Greatest Showman is, all the, you know, the perfect example of that still. But even Disney movies like Frozen and Moana and all them, they do so well because people love the music and they want to go experience it again and sing along with it or whatever. And when you have HBO Max, you can watch it as many times as you want at home and don't have to worry about a movie theater. And so I think it hurts in that 
respect. And then it also will hurt if the movie isn't getting great reviews. I think people are just like, oh, okay, just turn it on here. Dune, I think it might hurt because of that runtime. So people might be thinking like, I can split it up. Like if I stay home and watch it, I can split it up or, you know, I don't have to watch it all at once rather than go to the theater. You're there. You got to watch it, period. That's why I always thought that Zack Snyder's Justice League would have been a disaster in theaters. A disaster in theaters. (laughs) What are you going to do? Because it's not like you, okay, an AMC, right? If they have a gigantic movie coming out and it's long, you know the gigantic movie is going to make a kajillion, like Endgame was three hours. AMC was taking movies out of their slates to add more Endgame theater times when it was coming out because that's going to be the biggest movie of this weekend, not whatever movies next to it. That's going to be the biggest movie. But when you have something like Zack Snyder's Justice League, you don't know how it's going to do over the weekend. So it's like, you can't really take out, uh, let's say like a Ron's gone wrong kind of screening and put in Zack Snyder's Justice League because of the the runtime. So the runtime, what are they going to do on a Saturday? You're going to do like 10 PM. And then the next screening is going to be like two and then you know what I mean? Like I, I yeah. just think that would have been a disaster in theaters. So I do think runtime has a lot has like a big kind of you know, it adds a lot to like whether a movie does well or not. So um I do also think if the movie was shorter, it would have did better. You know, um the runtime definitely does kinda it 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 doesn't help its case sometimes, you know, when it comes to box office, you know. Yeah, same thing That's with things Bond, you gotta think about. No time to die. Yeah, it was I yeah. think was in a similar boat with that runtime. But right, so. speaking of, I guess, yeah, let's just talk about number yeah, three. Yeah, number three, yeah. The box office, we have No Time to Die, which brought in an $11.8 million third week of release, which is a 50% drop from its second weekend in theaters. That brings Daniel Craig's final Bond film up to $120 million domestic and $525.6 million worldwide. Oh, so it passed that half a billion mark this past week thanks to some big international pools so uh i think this is pretty solid going up in week three it's going up against halloween kills and dune uh dune is kind of taking most of that action kind of audience away from no time to die so for no for no time to die to open up to 11 million uh in this third weekend against this competition i think it's really really good so yeah um, 50% drop is kind of, you know, it's warranted. They slash 600 theaters away from the number. Uh, but I think this is a pretty solid, a solid number for week three. Yeah. And this is, it's now the number two, uh, box office earner of 2021, not counting the Chinese releases behind Mm -hmm. only fast nine. So yeah, that's great. I don't know if it's going to have the legs to catch fast nine or not, but, um, it passed keep, up Godzilla vs. Kong. And keep in mind, this is this is also a No Time to Die was also a movie that was written off, even by me sometimes, as far mm-hmm. as like box office yeah. goes. Like, dude, you delayed it way too much. It's 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 you know, you you poured so much money into the marketing because you had to keep delaying it. I don't know. You know, but it it's doing really well. It's doing really it's doing much better than I would have thought it was gonna do a couple of months ago, you know? Yeah. So good for No Time to Die and good for uh, MGM and just that whole franchise, you know, hopefully yeah. this, this means that they continue it with a new actor and we'll see what happens. But, um, uh, number four, <laughs> so, holding, <laughs> holding another week at number four, we have Venom, let there be carnage, which brought in an additional $9.1 million in its fourth week of release, 
uh, signaling a 44.9% drop. That brings Venom's sequel up to 181.8 million domestic and 352.4 million worldwide. Uh, yeah, this, okay, I mean, listen, this is solid. Nine million in week four. I, I just spilled about No Time to Die doing well. This is a good number for Venom, like yeah. every carnage. Um, I ain't happy about it, but this is this is good. I can't complain. 44.9% drop, you know, it's uh, it's still holding up, and people are still gonna, going to see this thing, clearly. So, hooray. Yeah, and it's obviously on track to probably become the second film in the pandemic era to hit 200 million domestic after Shang-Chi. I think it'll hit that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, agreed. Before it's um, done. All right, let's get into number five. So coming in at number five, we have Ron's Gone Wrong, which brought in $7.3 million in its opening weekend, domestic, and $17.3 million worldwide. Um, We talked about it last week. I think this all comes down to Disney just did not market it. The marketing was horrible for this. For this. I mean, it it was was horrible. I mean... (laughs) I knew about this movie last week. I'm not joking. I knew about this movie last week, and I said, um, okay. You know, I, I thought it was like yeah. a limited release, the way it was marketed. Mm-hmm. I don't like, I really, I'm not a fan of the way Disney markets their 20th Century Studios yeah. movies that are like, it's not ours. Eh, here it is. You know what I mean? So the only one they kind of gave it, they kind of gave some marketing or just some type of faith into was probably free guy but i think there's so much disney ip in that anyway and it's like you know what i mean it's just yeah. like uh, when it comes to these other ones that they have to market it's just like eh, just get it out you know same especially, thing is gonna happen with uh, the king's man you know just, well especially they're nice. like competing animated films you know yeah. they already have pixar they already have disney animated studios so they, you know, when they get these random Fox animation, they either kill it like they did with Blue Sky mm-hmm. or they bury it like they did with Ron's Gone Wrong. It was like, oh, OK, and, well, uh, I guess just put it out there. Bob Chapin, really? What? The Ron's Gone? What the fuck is this? Just throw it out. Just get yeah. it out. You know what I mean? Yeah, they're um, just like, OK, cool. I guess yeah. just put it in theaters. We don't care. It was in a good amount of theaters, too. 3,500 yeah. theaters. 7.3 million and usually the the animated movies have been doing really well yeah. i don't know it just felt it just felt like just it just felt like a just drop it it's a dead spot it's gonna it's going and that to little robot and, is so cute and they yeah. did not really market him like i don't i don't know i haven't really seen like merchandise or anything for something so adorable that yeah. uh, you know if that were a disney property they would have baymaxed the hell out of that little robot if this was disney so i mean it's a they did the same thing with their other release this weekend which we'll talk about here soon because they just dumped that too and Mm -hmm. it it really kind of is annoying if (laughs) this is where people are like okay yeah no this is why we didn't want disney to take fox is because they're just taking anything from fox and dumping it and not giving it anything and it's you know it's kind of unfortunate 
Agreed. Agreed. And I, I'm not a fan of the way. That's why I said I'm just not a fan of the way they market their their no. non Disney stuff. Like, why did you buy the studio? I know everyone's gonna yeah. say, but Dwayne Wolverine. But like, why did you buy the studio if you just wasn't gonna do anything with all these properties? Yeah. You know. At that point, I wish they could have just come to a deal with getting the Marvel stuff away from Fox. Just get, and not, yeah. Not if, if this was Fox about itself. if this was about Deadpool and all these characters, I just we have yet to hear about all these massive. IP that was at these other studios. So th- this was about getting getting those characters and just do that. That's what you did for Spider Man. You know, you figured it out there. You figured it out with the Hulk. The Hulk's supposed to be getting. He's supposedly getting his own movie. So why couldn't you just figure it out with these other characters? You know. So I don't yeah, know. Yeah, instead of doing weird. this, and especially uh, it's interesting because at this time, uh, Ron's Gone Wrong has an eighty percent on Rotten Tomatoes, yeah. uh, and it's. 64% on the uh, Metacritic and then let's yeah. see what its cinema score is because I was like I think it's it's getting positive reviews it got an A cinema score so mm. I mean it, people who watched it liked it including critics so uh, it is a I, I really enjoyed it so it's just a bummer to see a pretty good little film just get dumped <laughs> I, I agree I agree 100% um, okay, so other stories from the box oh, office. Well, let's stick um, with Disney dumping uh, Fox movies with the French Dispatch, which oh I literally did not know this was releasing into any theaters until like last Sunday. Uh, I just by realized, though. Wait a minute. Let's give this some credit a little no, bit. Yeah, no, it did well for 50 its theaters. So they dumped it. Thankfully, though, I think uh, maybe Timothy Chalamet, maybe Wes Anderson's core fan you, base. Chalamet's a draw. Chalamet's <laughs> a draw. They propelled <laughs> it. Uh, I didn't realize it was only in 52 theaters, so I'm glad yeah, so I had I a saw theater this, by me. When I saw this, I was like, oh, my God, this is this died. But they, they it's only a 25,000 per theater out average. Yes. By it's far nuts. the best average of the weekend over Dune, over all of them. It has the best per average theater. It made $1.3 million out of 52 theaters. That is nuts. Now, that's an interesting release strategy for them. Mm -hmm. Usually, they start with like 4 or 25, like something pretty small. And this one went to 52. Uh, So, that's a a different type of limited release. Um, Mm -hmm. Unfortunately... I don't know if the film is going to warrant this type of awards slow rollout, <laughs> mm-hmm, yeah. but uh, I'm shocked. I'm actually shocked because yeah. the marketing for this film has been abysmal. It, it has, really yeah. has not been good. They have not been getting the word out. I don't, mm-hmm. I mean, Disney, I th- thought they had basically just dumped this too from, you know, Searchlight Pictures, formerly mm-hmm. Fox Searchlight. Um, but, you know, the people were interested, I guess. <laughs> Yeah, this is. I mean, this is. I think it's pretty solid. I, yeah, I, uh, I don't know. I can't explain anything about that. One point three million in fifty two. I don't know when's the last time we've even seen that. So that's when, probably when I, the best small release we've reported on in a very in long a time. long time for an yeah. indie. And I, it's not really an indie, but like I, um, I opened up this this listing today, and I said, "Oh my god, French Dispatch one point three. And I didn't even bother looking at the theater count. The theater yeah. was only fifty two. I mean. That's think about this, everyone. This just because people were like, "Ah, oh, but who cares?" Okay, Shang Chi was coming at num- came at number eight. Shang Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings was in sixteen hundred theaters, and it did two million dollars. The French dis- Dispatch did almost that in 
in in damn near 50 theaters. Yeah. That's impressive. So, yeah. I mean, it, it, I mean, is uh, it even playing by you? It's not, not yet. They had a they had a Boston Independent they had a Boston Independent Film Festival screening of it on Thursday, but I couldn't. And go you said that was it. sold out, right? Like that, that was sold out. out. I couldn't get tickets. I, I saw it on. I went to to the website Wednesday night, and it was sold out. No tickets available. So yeah. that's the only place that had it, though. Just a film festival. And our theater was pretty full, like um, yeah. our AMC when we went to go see it Friday. That's interesting. So, That's very uh, interesting. Yeah, I think you know, I think probably a lot of the people who made up these fifty-two theaters were like movie people yeah. um, who were just like had been hearing about this new Wes Anderson for so dang long. We were just like so excited to run out and see it. Yeah, and but, it, and even when you put into more perspective. Uh, the last duel came in at number seven, two point one million dollars, three thousand theaters, oh, wow, and the French that. Dispatch one point three. About a million of that did fit. Like that's I don't know what I don't know what's going on with this French Dispatch, but that's really impressive. I think. Yeah, last um, duel uh, had a oof, had a pretty bad per theater average this weekend. It fell off yeah. pretty hard. Six hundred eighty-five. Uh, that's yeah. <laughs> That's horrible. Like this. I think fell fifty five percent, but it didn't open very big either. So no, no. That's this is this this movie is a, a swing and a miss is what I like to what I like to call it. Um, yeah, swing and a miss. Lamb um, down here already. Down lamb dropped seventy one percent. The audience is mad. The people are mad. <laughs> the people I mean, are oh, mad. Man, that's down to one hundred and fifty thousand already. Lamb. I mean, seventy one percent drop. Yeah, the people are upset. Here. I told you. Oh no! Um, the the box office was very interesting this weekend because the top again, like the top nine movies were in the millions, and then when you go from top to the ninth spot to the tenth spot, it drops <laughs> all the way to four hundred thousand. So that's a foreign film in the tenth spot. Yeah, yeah. So box office, the box office was really good. I would say this weekend. Um, I just want to see at least more than ten movies get oh. uh, try to get into the million. Free kind of guy spot, has finally know? been defeated. Yeah, it's out. It finally 10. fell out of the top ten and dropped sixty percent. That's like its biggest drop the entire run <laughs> of eleven weeks. It's been yeah. so consistent. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know. Um, I mean, but that's one of those. It's, it's. I think it's about to be out on Blu-ray soon. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but uh, yeah, I think uh, pretty solid. Did Mass ever box. open near you? Not yet. I mean, thank God that I saw it because holy shit, right? <laughs> <laughs> thank God I saw it. <laughs> thank God I saw it on Sundance because I'd be I'd, I'd be shit out of luck, huh? Yeah, because look at that. Mass is in pretty much the same amount of theaters as <laughs> damn uh, French Dispatch, and it's chilling with twenty three thousand dollars in fifty nuts, some yeah. theaters. Mass came and went, but they didn't really. They didn't really put that in a lot of theaters. They, and they, I mean, it's still increasing, but they're increasing it so slow. Like yeah. it went up twenty two theaters, and now it's only in fifty nine still. It's kind of reminding and, me of and the it's still uh, going down in its, its numbers. It's kind of reminding me of like nine days. Nine days just kind of just disappeared. It, it it was in there a couple of weeks, and then it just disappeared, you know? So, um, And these are two films that Film Twitter has been hyping up. I'm hyping up Mass, too. I loved Mass. I thought it was great. Yeah, um, yeah. Nine Days I thought was good, but I didn't love it as much as everyone else. Um, mm. And Film Twitter loves these movies, but I don't know what's going on. The people, yeah, Well, yeah. one, the people aren't getting to see them because I don't know what these release strategies are. 
Yeah, I don't know, like twenty three thousand and and get the. I mean, and Matt, and then look at that, everyone. Mass was in tw- Mass was in fifty nine theaters, twenty five thousand dollars or twenty three thousand dollars, and then there's the French Dispatch, so everyone went and was saw. <laughs> <laughs> that like we're gonna support exactly one little random movie this year and it's gonna be Wes Anderson and that's it. <laughs> <laughs> Very interesting. All right, next week, what do we have? You said we have Antlers. I completely forgot about that movie. And we have <laughs> Last Night and So listen, I understand what you were saying earlier. I I mean antlers, I don't think I'm gonna say like be... I wanna say like four million for Antlers. Antlers, yeah. I mean, I don't think that's gonna open all that big either, to be honest. Yeah, mm. like maybe around five ish. Last, Last night, night so is so interesting. Uh, interesting. I know that one is such a wild card to me. Yeah, um, I would say the same thing. It's an interesting one. I think I the market, the the trailers, though, I heard are have way too much in them, which is uh, makes mm. me worried because I've had to watch it a few times now. Um, hey, Last Night in Soho is that HBO? Uh no, okay good. Yeah, no, it's gonna not. die. <laughs> it's oh, gonna die no. next week if it is. Okay. because uh, does Edgar Wright? How what does Edgar Wright's track record look like at the box office? I know Baby Driver was good. Um, oh no, Larry, let me see. see movies box office because I think the marketing looks cool, and I think people mm-hmm. are are like receptive to the trailer when they see mm-hmm. it like it's not too weird or indie or whatever Listen, but though, baby driver open to 20 million dollars mm, yeah that's kind of what i was scared of i'm gonna give i'm gonna go 14 for uh last night and so yeah early. yeah i was thinking of somewhere around 15 yeah yeah i'll, I'll agree i'll agree with you million. So next week, yeah, I'm, we're on I'm, the same page this week. Yeah, next week, what I'm gonna say as far as how it's lo- looking in the box office, I'm gonna say Dune number one again, but it's gonna be a massive drop, and I think it's gonna be Dune number one with like 21 like million neck and neck. I think yeah. it's gonna be pretty close. I think Dune's gonna be like 20 mil, maybe like 19 or 20 million next week, and then I think it's gonna go from that to Halloween Kills again. Doing like no, I don't no. I don't know. All right, no, so I'm gonna go Dune number one with like 19 or 18 million or like 20 million around that range. Uh, Last night in Soho with like 14, um, and then Halloween Kills with like six million or like seven I million. Hope, I mean, I'm like it's gotta. Hopefully, I mean, even if you don't like the film, I kind of hope Halloween Kills has somewhat of a no, hold no, no, next no, no, week. No, no, it no, won't, no, no. but. For Halloween yeah. weekend, like let it hold a little bit, y'all. Listen, as as we know right now, French Dispatch, number one movie next year, next week. I mean, <laughs> next week, French Dispatch <laughs> are gonna expand to hundred theaters and take over. Uh, to take over the world, I'm trying to tell you, don't spoil this French Dispatch. <laughs> um, yeah, but I'm gonna go do number one again next week, and I think yeah, it's gonna be. A, I still gonna, I think it's gonna be a chunky drop, at least in the fifty in the fifties next week. Um, so I'm, I'm gonna go eighteen to twenty million for Dune. Next week, and then number two is Last Night in Soho with at least like 13, 14 million. When are you going to see Antlers do, Dwayne? I don't know. I actually do want to see it. No, no, no. I actually do want to see it. It's just, I want to see Dune again in IMAX. So I'm trying to. When are you going to see Soho? Oh, that's Thursday. That's that's Thursday. Oh, that's Thursday. He said, no, I got that one. Antlers, (laughs) we'll see. That's dirt, yeah. So my my schedule this weekend is nuts because I have Tuesday I'm supposed to have Eternals and then um, 
what you have tomorrow. I'm tired of Leo taking you places. Okay. And then uh, <laughs> Thursday, I think I'm going to have last night in Soho. And Ooh. then this weekend, I'll figure out if I want to see Dune again in IMAX or Antlers. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll, I can't do no double feature. Dune is too long, but maybe I'll figure, <laughs> I'll fig, I'll figure something I, out. I mean, I think Antlers is probably short, right? Probably like an hour yeah, and a half. Yeah, an hour and a half. Watch it be like 2.30. It should be. Oh, God. If it's that, maybe I don't need to be seeing Antlers either if I see something over two hours. I can I already tell. See, that yeah, movie I don't need see. to be no two hours. Let's take a look at Antlers real quick. No, an hour 40. Perfect. Okay. I was like, I will yeah. be mad if that says two plus. Let me look at the times for Antlers. I didn't even, I didn't even realize it was out. Um <laughs> do I? I'm not. I swear, I didn't think. I didn't think it was gonna be. Out. My grandma yeah. loves her some horror, so she's hyped for Antlers. Oh, November is gonna be such a blast! Like we got Spencer, we got we got um Eternals in November, Ghostbusters oh, after. Good. Last night in Soho is not even two hours long, so we good. Oh, how how long is maybe I'll, maybe I'll double feature on Thursday then? Well, it's one hour fifty six, but. Oh, okay. Antlers don't even got no time near me. What is going See? on? What's they happening? got one time on Thursday, six, six o'clock. That's it. They said you go home, go to that. There's one person in this damn theater, six o'clock on Thursday. Ain't nobody watching the Antlers, Larry. Let me put that. Like, let me let me put my prediction at like three mil for Antlers. Ain't nobody mm-hmm. seeing this. Thursday they have a two o'clock for Antlers. One person's in there. Thursday they have a two o'clock. Yeah, two p.m. Two four seven. What? Not, not Thursday. I'm sorry. It's Friday. I'm I so was sorry. like, what the hell y'all doing in Boston? Why are they showing them so, <laughs> so early over there? Yeah, nobody. Look, at, I'm on Friday at 7 o'clock. There's two people in this damn movie. Yeah. Ain't nobody seen it. Nobody <laughs> seen it. Um, all right, everyone. That is it for our episode of Box Up a Beatdown. Thank you guys for joining us as always. Larry, thank you for being the best co-host for this show. Let everyone know they can follow you. Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at ChiliBoyYT and on Instagram and YouTube at ChiliBoyProductions. All right, everyone. You can follow me on Twitter at Cinemaniac94, and you can follow the podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Cinemania World. Please go watch Dune. Thank you. Talk to you guys soon. Bye-bye. Bye.